I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's Buckle Movie Club. And welcome to Puckle Movie Club. I am your host, Ethan, here today with my co-hosts... The Fluffiest Whimsicott. And Scissor Kid. And we're here today to talk about Pokemon the Movie 3, Spell of the Unknown. You may remember this little beauty. came out in 2001, uh, at least in the States. It was in 2000 in Japan. So, what do you, what do you guys remember about this movie? This was the only of the first three movies that I believe... I think all three of the first ones came out in theater, correct? That is correct. At yeah, least, is, at least to some extent. I don't know if this got a as wide of a release in the states. Yeah, I want to say I remember this coming out in theaters. Um, this is the only one of those three that I didn't see in theaters. Um, and actually, I think I probably saw it like a year or two later uh, on VHS. I think I got it as like a gift for Christmas. And uh, for a while, I actually kind of like held it in higher regard than like the second one, mostly because I didn't like have the second one. That was the only one I didn't know was the second one. And so I kind of rewatched this one and uh, the first one pretty frequently. And I have like kind of a soft spot for it. That said, I'm not sure necessarily if it's, you know, better than the first two. It's certainly not better than the first, but I mean, I still have like a, a soft spot for it because of that. That's and, interesting. I find yeah. a lot of people have a more of an affinity towards 2000 because they watched it on VHS. But I guess if you. I guess it's a different experience or something. Yeah, well, yeah, I never had it, so, like, I, well, I never owned it. I saw it once in theaters, and then never again after that until, like, uh-huh. years and years later, and so I think that was a big uh, factor into that. Huh. Uh, That's interesting. Uh, what about you, Whimsicott? I'm actually not sure if I watched this movie in a theater or at home. I know I saw it back when, and I remember enjoying it, although not as much as the first two, but I honestly could not tell you if I watched it in a movie theater or at home. It's been such a long time. Once you get to that three count, it starts to become hard to keep track <laughs> of, of all of the different elements going on, you know? Uh, like Very the... funny. Very funny. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking. It's, it's, I understand, like, because I start to lose track at this point after this. I, I always forget that uh, forever comes after this. Oh, yeah. But for whatever reason, I associate forever with the Jirachi one. I don't know. It's The names become a wash, and, you know, there's a couple dozen movies at this point. We don't uh, like to get about forever. Oh, see, I thought that three you were referring to was the first digit of my age. 
<laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been a legitimate observation to do, I admit. But... <laughs> yeah, we, we, we don't deal in ages here, only Pokemon movies, please. Yeah. <laughs> For me, num numerals only exist to denote... Which Pokemon which movie? movie I'm watching. Yeah. Um, and they have to be with like an RD or an ND on the end. Yes, yes, of course. The third movie. It can't be the movie three. The second. The third. <laughs> the sixteenth. Yes. Oh god. Let it make it stop, please. <laughs> okay, let's get off this ride. Once you get They're off They're never once... going to stop. Yeah. yeah, oh they won't. The Pokemon it's... ride will never end. So there is a short film before this and i believe scissor is going to be he's going to be kind enough to discuss oh, yeah. the short film pikachu and pichu okay so it's uh basically just uh, ash misty and brock bring all of their pokemon up to the top of this building uh which i don't know how they get into these buildings and how they reserve all these places without any stable income but anyway they run out the roof the entire rooftop of this building and keep their pokemon there for a day and then pikachu spots on the building across the street uh a pair of pichu uh of the pichu brothers just hanging out and generally just trying to annoy them, like making faces, all kinds of stuff. They're, they're hooligans, they're getting up yeah, mischief. Yeah, a bunch of goons just, you know, ruining their day, you know. And so Pikachu's like, oh, hey, you, better, you guys better cut it out, you know, from across the building. Then he falls and is like clinging to the side of the building and some Murkrow decide to just ruin his day and make him fall. And I can't remember exactly like how he, he manages to get to like the ground and the Pichu meet him down there. And they're like, oh, I know oh, I got to get back to my building, blah, 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 blah. And so the whole point, like point of the movie is the Pichu brothers trying to help him get back to his building with like all the other Pokemon. But before that, they take a detour to the Pichu's home, which is this weird old huge tire fortress that they, that they crafted Hood in the Roman alleyway. Hood rats. Yeah, it's great yeah, hood rat stuff, you know? And in there, like, they have all kinds of other Pokemon that hang out. They have, like, a Smoochum and, like, a Magby and, like, an Elekid and, like, a Smeargle. All of the baby Pokemon. Yeah, all the baby Pokemon, which is kind of cool because it's, like, the only time you ever really see the baby Pokemon in, like, a movie setting. They never um, really get the, the time to shine. Exactly, because they get, cause they're completely pointless and they just get forgotten, you yeah. know? Yeah, Magby. Uh, yeah, and Magby. Oh, I actually like Magby and Elkid, but you know that's. I, that's I do too. They got spunk. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're cool little designs. You know, they, they fit into the hood. Yeah, although I completely forget that Igglybuff even exists, though. Like, I, I, I don't, Who I can blame them? But uh, when they go to this fortress and meet all these other Pokemon, you know, they find out that the Pichu brothers have a natural enemy in this random hound hour that just kind of like roams around the streets. And so I think they I, actually I think they did something to annoy him, but I can't I can't recall what it was. It's been a while since I've seen this short. And I just kind of skimmed through it last night. But they managed to anchor this hound hour. He comes and trying to tries to ruin their day, and basically he ends up wrecking their fortress. And like as it's like toppling over, he's like, oh no, wait. Like, they help him out, like, help him get out of, like, one of the tires. He, he, like get, that. he gets buried in, in the, yeah, the he gets pile buried. of tires. Yeah, he gets buried in the pile of tires as it's falling down, and they help him out. He's like, oh, man, oh, let me help you guys, you know, save what's left of this ta of this little fortress. And so he helps him, you know, fix it up and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he keeps it from being completely destroyed. The remainder of the movie is them rebuilding the fortress, and then they drop Pikachu back off with his, with his buds over at the rooftop. So it's basically uh, like all the other... Pikachu shorts. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because it has, you know, the miscreant, you know, characters coming in and, you know, not liking Pikachu, and then they have a common enemy, and then they, you know, they come together, and they, and they you know, 
get Pikachu back on his way. And the thing is, when they also when they get back, Ash and Pikachu, I mean, uh, Ash and Misty and Brock apparently prepare this entire feast, which comes back to the point of like I don't know how they're affording all of this. Like it's pretty considerable. Like they have cakes and like steak and like all kinds of. It must stuff have been going. right after a gym battle or something. Or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's getting money from somewhere. He's like, we've spent weeks figuring this out, Pikachu. This is the this is the anniversary of the day that I first met you. And the Pikachu's like, oh really? And Even though a year hasn't passed in the timeline yet, because oh yeah. god, yeah, oh oh god, yeah, which they, they just zip through everything in this. Good god, um, it, 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 wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's the anniversary of when he first met him. I don't know if it's like a single and, year. Yeah, and yet Ash is still ten. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's supposed to be a single year either. I think it's supposed to be like two or three years since they first met. Do you guys remember when Black and White came out? Like the the the, the you know the anime went over to Black and White. And yeah, yeah. It, in the opening for like the first episode, they talk about how he's been on an adventure for he's ten years old and he's been on an adventure for a year, even though he's yes. already been ten for like a year at that point. I don't understand. Mm-mm. This is weird. Like they're trying to do everything they can to rationalize how Ash has not aged at all. Send me, just... send me your garbage Infinite Summer fan theories to the to the Puckle Gmail. I want to hear them. Oh, I, w- I want to hear your worst explanations as to why time has not passed in this universe yet. And we will get the worst. Yeah, all in all, though, this short is like, it's fine, it's okay. It's weird because I think this is the first one where they actually had a narrator uh, added into it, and it's like the same narrator that kind of introduces all the movies, which is fine, but it's kind of like, it definitely aims to be even more kiddie than the previous ones were because the last two, I, don't, I think this is true for the second one as well, the shorts were barely narrated at all. Like, you got like some little interjections here and there from like Dex in the, in the original one. Yep. But other than that, it was just straight up like, Pika Pika, right you, right, you know, just for like, like 20 minutes. Piece it together though like you know it's you know yeah. visual yeah, it, storytelling it's exactly. important it's visual storytelling you know and it's got you know it's you know it's acting you know with movement and not you know, you know praise these pokemon for being able to you know pull up these performances without it saying a single word give the performances the, the you know draw on performances some some room to breathe you know gotta explain everything distracting yeah. Exactly. But, you know, it's an okay short, you know, it's it's alright. It's, it's you know, on the weaker end of the earlier ones, but it still, you know, has some fun parts to it. it. It's weaker from a, like, perhaps storytelling perspective, but I think technically it's one of the more... Yeah, it's, it's one of the charming. better looking ones, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, like, 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 I was talking about the whole scene with, like, the, you know, they make the little tire fortress and all that. And, you know, it's actually pretty cool to look at. Like, it's pretty imaginative. Like, you like what they did. It's not like, just a big pile of tires. It's like, they make a tower with, like, arms stretching out to, like, the different, like... Mm-hmm. Alley, and, and, and turrets and stuff, you know, like yeah, it, it's like cool looking. Uh, and they have a bunch of Pokemon you never ever see in any other setting. Like I said, like Magby and the other baby Pokemon. Then you see like a Sun Floor and like a Smeargle. Like just guys that never get a second chance, you know, to you know even see the light of day. So it, it's cool, you know. I, I like to find. Didn't they already use Elekid in the last one? They yes. did. Yes, they did. Elekid was actually like the main. Like he was like the jerk guy, wasn't he? In, like, yeah. The second one? Yeah. But now, it, but now this Elekid's cool. No, no. I mean, he wasn't a jerk. He was but, slightly less nice than everyone else, but everyone was really nice in that one. Yeah, exactly. Like, he was, like, the contrarian Pokemon in that one. He's like, maybe versus, these guys aren't so cool. Yeah, yeah, you guys are cool. I don't want to hang out on this tree with you guys. Maybe Avengers isn't that good, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's that guy. Okay, so I, th- I think we pretty reasonably covered that. It's a decent yeah. one. Yeah, it's only like a ten minute thing. It's I like, would not be not remiss to, to have to watch it. You know, it's 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 decent. It looks pretty nice. Yeah, it's fun. Fun all time. 
Okay, so let's move on to the actual feature itself here. Pokemon Movie 3, or Pokemon 3, the movie. Pokemon the third movie. I've heard it written 18 different ways. I'm 99% sure that if you look at the title of it, it is like Pokemon the third movie. Now here's the thing, I thought this as well, but the Bulbapedia page says Pokemon 3 the movie. Oh, it is, you're right. I'm looking at it right now, Pokemon 3 the movie. Wow. But, But I've also heard... The Pokemon third. the third. Yeah, I'm trying to think where I know for a fact at some point it was called like Pokemon the Third movie because I remember thinking how weird that was when I was a kid. Even as a kid, I was like, "That's weird." Why would they call it that? Wait a minute, we got we got to get to the bottom of this. Where did that name go? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, hmm. Whimsicott. Do you recall this? No, because apparently this problem was never present in my language. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> that's pretty much what I figured. Well, there you go. That's a good way to dodge it. Let's see. The movie is just called Pokemon Three, Spell of the Unknown in Italian. Yeah, it's called Pokemon Three: The Movie, which I don't, I don't like. Pokemon Three apparently is the property you know, the, the movie, and uh, Spell of the Unknown is the subtitle. So uh, I don't give, know. Give me, give me one second. I'm gonna do some snooping. Yes, talk amongst yourselves. Maybe I'm thinking about it because it was Pokemon the first movie, and I'm, and I'm oh. like kind of rationalizing it. Because maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe. I yeah. mean, that title is nowhere on the Bulbapedia. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I, it's weird that we both have that same misremembering. Ooh, uh, mis- there's a, there, I found... Okay, so if you search Pokemon the Third Movie, there is a little book that says... There, the, this, the official art book was The Art of Pokemon the Third Movie. Okay. Oh. Wow, this is yeah. like a Berenstein Berenstein thing. This is weird, yeah. <laughs> this is very strange. Um, but I was never a flying type, Ethan. Still, <laughs> I, I still think you're wrong. I still think I, I think there's a serious chance that Thatch and I are right. That fluffy was or it that fluffy? you and Thatch are having a weird case of fully a so. No, Imzicott was always uh, grass dark. Grass dark. <laughs> you have discovered grass my dark deepest dark. Classic, classic crunch. crunch. Things, things to run on your on Whimsicott your. Uh, you with that Whimsicott. beat up. Yep. <laughs> Beating up with the multiple personalities instead. Of oh, that's good. Yeah, hit, no, hit him with a little dirty beat up. Yeah, no. Oh, by the way, can I can I just say how like presumptuous it was of Pokemon to be like, this is the first movie, but no, there'll be more. But they like, knew. They the knew for, there was a second one in development by the time the first movie was out. Like they knew for yeah, a fact. That's true. They they were right. You can't fault them for being right. Yeah, they have a, that's a solid point. Okay, uh, so let's move on to the yeah. actual movie itself. Pokemon 3, the movie, the, the game. Dash, Spell of the Unknown, Entei, the game, the <laughs> ride, 4D, the experience. Resurrection. Resurrection, resurgence. <laughs> resurgence. The return of the Crystal Tower, Entei strikes back. Mon, <laughs> Mon, colon, Pokey. The Phantom Unknown. The movie 3, Spell of the Darkness Inside of All. Boogaloo. Boogaloo Yes. <laughs> Electric. Yes. Pokemon X. Okay, we got the long enough title. Now here's the thing: when you get to 100, it's Pokemon, but the M is accentuated to indicate the. Wait, no, it's the wait. M is 50, right? M is 1,000. M is 1,000. So when the thousand Pokemon movie comes out, it'll be Pokemon, <laughs> and it will be hilarious. Okay. I can't wait for that day. So, Pokemon the movie three Entei rises. The dark Entei rises. Dark Entei rising. Yeah. In a mansion, in the... I'm not going to actually read this line for a line. So... Okay. Oh, Ash, God, no. We'd be here for five hours. Ash and co... Actually, I'll explain the, the hail. Uh, cut this out, Ethan. Ethan, go yeah, back and trim this. Okay. Go get the prologue. So, there's this, there's this researcher man, right? Spencer Hale. Yeah. And he reads a story about Entei to his daughter, Molly. And, mm-hmm. whoa, that's adorable. That's, that's cool. And they play around... 
crushes. They play around together. It's like, oh, I'm going to be Entei because, you know, kids are dumb. Oh, yeah, I'm Entei. Um, thank you. for Thank you. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I think you can keep, keep a running commentary going. <laughs> That's literally what he says. Father, daughter, playing around. And then it turns out Spencer Hale is a researcher guy, as I already said. And he gets an email from an, uh, an associate. He's like, oh, man, you got to get to this, this crazy site. And they go there. These ruins turn out to be a portal to another dimension. And he gets sucked into the other dimension. By the end of And then the assistant guy comes back and he's like, yo, butler of a mansion. Homie got sucked into this other dimension. <laughs> Bad news bears, right? Bad news bears, yes. No kidding, because Molly's distraught as yeah. her father's been taken away to this, this terror world. This nightmare, nightmare world. <laughs> nightmare fuel. Yes, he, he's just stuck, stranded in the ultimate darkness of the universe for the foreseeable future. Needless to say, Molly's not happy. No. And she doesn't know where he is at all. <clears throat> she just thinks he disappeared. Oh, also, uh, uh, assistant guy brought back... His belongings, basically, that he had with him. Yeah, and amongst them w- was this box of tiles that looked like letters. Yeah, which little we, tiny, like, inch-by-inch inch inch squares, basically. And we recognized them to be unknown. And she starts spelling out things with them, letters start appearing, and demon shit starts... Oh, cut that. <laughs> uh, demon stuff starts happening. <laughs> the unknown created an Entei for her to play with. She calls a papa. That's her, That's a cold open, basically. Or not cold oh, well, open. Well, but... don't forget, they also... They, they freeze... They, they cover everything in, like, crystal. Like, lock... He, like lock the butler or grandfather or whoever he is and the assistant out of the mansion like force them out and like freeze the entirety of like the surrounding like mile like around the mansion and the entire mansion itself and makes it, it basically makes the entire thing out of crystal yeah it, it's 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 this crazy yeah. f- crystal flower exactly it's, it's crazy neat. looking it's it's nuts and okay and that is like the first like four or five minutes of this movie like this thing moves at like a lightning pace for the beginning it moves at a lightning pace but it's also pretty long like it's it's basically non-stop action in this pokemon the movie three yeah it is elsewhere ash and co are doing trainer stuff and they come across another trainer and they have a battle and the most important like this is basically how every movie starts with ash in a battle with, you know, a stranger who may or may not show up later in the movie. But I think this one's important because it's got a uh, crazy, funky version of yeah. the Johto Journeys theme oh, playing over it. I love that theme. I have it on my phone. Like, I'm not even it's, kidding. Like, this theme is so good. It's pretty good. I, there, yeah. there was definitely a time in my life where that was on my phone. Yeah. It bangs. A track is really good. I don't know where, where it went. I don't know if it's available anywhere for download. In, Actually, like, yeah, on iTunes it is. Oh, that's right. Isn't that a part of a collection? There's like a 15-year yeah. collection or something? Well, I don't know if it's on... No, I don't think it's on there. It's like they literally have like the third movie soundtrack available on iTunes. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. They added those like a year yeah, or like, two like, ago. Yeah, a few years ago. They, added, they started adding like all the movie soundtracks and like game soundtracks. Yeah. yeah. So if you're in the market for a crazy funky version of the Johto Journey like, theme, it's Yeah, good there. workout tune. Throw your hands in the air while you're running a treadmill. <laughs> Battle, stranger girl. They're like, whoa, Greenfield's right over the hill. Let's go to Greenfield, right? Isn't that kind of their... I don't know if there's any strong reasoning as why they go to Greenfield, other than we're adventurers. They want to go to the Pokemon Center, and Lisa and Misty have both heard about Greenfield, and they know that it's supposed to be really pretty, and so they decide to go there. It turns out they're right, but it's they're not right. pretty from like a... You know, traditional standpoint. More from yeah, like a horrifying crystal monster taste. standpoint. It's pretty in a... Ooh, that giant crystal flower in Geosinch Town is really pretty. What does it do? Kill everyone. It kills everyone, guys. It's pretty well, in the way that, like... It is, though. The Mariana's Trench is pretty, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... 
Yeah, oh, yeah I don't want to go funny. there, but I'll appreciate it for my computer screen. And so they go there, like, whoa, everything's crystals. This doesn't seem normal. The TV crew is like, whoa, this isn't normal. It's not usually like this. Gee, you think? Back at Palatown, Delia Ketchum, we don't really care about her plot line, so we're just going to trim it. Don't worry about Delia Ketchum. Wait, 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 she, wait she's a on. fundamental part of this movie. Wait, she's a, yeah, she's actually a pretty important to this movie. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, fine. We'll talk about <laughs> Delia, Delia Ketchum. I like how we both had to be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I'm just so used to her part of the movie not being relevant. It's a, inconsequential? No, she's actually super important to this one for whatever reason. Because they had to make her important for this one? Who got yeah. the shaft in this? Like, who who in this movie got shafted the hardest, do you think? Team you Rocket. Yeah, they did get shafted pretty hard. They, they, they serve, like, little to no role in this movie. They, they're coming off of a strong showing in the last one, though. Yeah. Which In which Delia did not get much to do at all. Mm. So, okay, they, they traded this time. So Delia Ketchum is watching the TV, and she's like, Whoa, we, we know the Hale family. This is crazy. I gotta go see what's going on there. Oh, by the way, do you like how she just reveals, like, she t- literally takes a photo off, off of the fridge and reveals underneath it, she's been friends with this person the whole time. What a twist. Dun, yeah, dun, what a twist. I had to chuckle that. Professor Oak is brought on board as a specialist, because always, because mm-hmm. we need someone to do exposition and explain what's happening. Yeah. Ente runs up to everybody, because everyone's in a group now, and they're just throwing down, being like, we gotta fix this. Ente runs up, and his footprints start creating crystals on the ground, which is kind of neat, but it's pretty much directly stolen from Princess Mononoke. It's a decent little image, but, you know... Not entirely original. So there's a brief struggle where Pikachu tries to grab on the Ante. Uh, nothing happens. Pikachu's thrown on the ground, and they, they're no further than they once were. Yeah, basically. Yeah, but this happens because Ante kidnaps Delia. That's right, yeah. because she because he's looking for a mother. For, yeah, because yeah, Molly yes. wants a mom. Molly's right. like, yeah, I'm Molly. Only, I want a mama too. Molly sees Delia and Ash on TV and says, "Hey, guess what? I'm gonna a- get some of that." Yeah, <laughs> I want mommy too. That's literally the line. Hey, Ente, <laughs> I want some of that. Give me a little bit of dad, mommy goodness. Oh no. <laughs> but, but like, what? Why? Why, well, do, why does the breakdown of this movie always devolve into try to piece together the narrative? Because there's so many things that happen. But well, well, quick, quick aside. I was telling you guys this before we started. But whenever Ente goes and like gets 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 the Idelia, first off, they don't recognize. He's like, "What is that weird Pokemon?" And like, everyone's like, "I don't know." I guess because people just don't know what like legendary Pokemon look like in real life in this even in this even though like we've had several people be like oh yeah I've seen legendary Pokemon all the time like in certain instances right well uh, but, this is this is one of the dub edits like, yeah it's true yeah the dubs are like yeah that's that's totally true Speaking but I guess dub- it it makes a bit of sense I mean Entei is a legendary Pokemon and uh, you don't see those every day. Yeah, well, some of them anyway. Like, apparently, some are just really common, and it, like, cause everyone's like, "Oh yeah, that's a that's a so and so." Zap, like, they like they kind of treat Zapdos and like Moltres and Articuno as kind of like throwaways almost in like the second movie. So it's kind of weird. They get they're they're, they're definitely second tier. Yeah, in they're that like instance. But no, when Entei finally strolls up and like at them like sitting on a table just outside like the crystal radius or whatever, he's he just stares at Delia and he's you are Mama and just. <laughs> <laughs> And just hypnotizes her, and she passes out. She's a decent little pickup line. You and are the- mama. I'm gonna, and then you take her and leave. And he takes her, yeah. It's, it's the, just yeah, so- let's just say that the unknown are a bit literal. 
Yes. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it's like the best because this guy's like voice sounds super serious, like it's like it's a little like deep in <laughs> like the modulation, and it's basically Molly's dad's voice, but just like I said, deeper. And so just hearing it, like just say that line, I just lost it, man. I couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> okay, I had to take a break. <laughs> so Entei grabs Dahlia, takes her into the into the crystal castle, beautiful crystal castle, and introduces her to Molly, and she's like, whoa. I know your your dad. She doesn't say this, of course, but she you know it's implied that she knows. She's surprised that uh, Molly's calling her mom and everything. Well, at first she goes along with it because she's hypnotized. She's like, "I'm mama," and then like later, what was it? Uh, whenever Ash is trying to break it, and, like shortly after this, like they try to bust through the crystal with like a bulldozer that doesn't work. There's a bad history of hypnosis in these movies. Yeah, there is. There's a pretty uh, decent chance you're gonna get taken over by yeah. like a mysterious oh. force. Oh yeah, oh that's true because it was Mewtwo in the first one uh, with uh, the with yeah. Joy. Yeah. Yeah. Was there one in the second one? I don't. I don't think so. I'm trying to think about it, and I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, no, like she eventually snaps out of it pretty shortly after. Actually, like this whole hypnosis thing was almost kind of pointless because like she soon sees like Ash trying to break into the castle, and she's like, Ash, you get down from there right now, and like it snaps her out of it. Uh-huh. But then she pretends for like the rest of the movie until like it goes away that she's still like hypnotized. Like it's weird. Um, so Professor Oak gets from a, uh, gets an email from Molly, and she's just hollering. Mo- Mo- Molly's, she's hollering about how she got a mom and dad down and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And Ash is like, hey, I gotta go get, gotta go get my mom back. Because mm-hmm. I can't let her holler like that about stealing my mom. <laughs> you, you don't just let your mom get stolen. She just strolled up on, on, on his turf and stole his mom. Yeah. Well, this guy comes around and steals your mom, what do you do? Uh, yeah, she's like, you mama so great, I'ma get some of that. I'ma get some of that. That should be the episode title. I'ma get some of that. Pokemon the third movie, I'ma get some of that. It was the worst, like, youngster voice ever. <laughs> I'ma get some of that. Mm. So the gang, they MacGyver their way in using their Pokemon. Yeah. Noctowl flies up and brings Bulbasaur and Chikorita. And they lower vines and, yeah, you know, they climb up into the, the crystal castle yeah. um, through, the, through the power of, of magic and storytelling. Pokemon, Pokemon problem solving 101. When in doubt, use Vine Whip. Exactly. Okay, so this is the point in the movie where Delia sees Ash climbing up to get her and is broken out of the trance. Not earlier. Yes. Oh, God, so much stuff. Okay, uh, Ash's gear rings. And Professor Oak is like, hey, what are you doing? You should have talked to me first. But... They're going to have to discuss it later. So basically, I'm pretty sure that's Professor Oak's way of getting out of the movie. Yeah. And just not having to be... Like, Does nothing. Yeah, yeah there, there is only room for one relevant adult in a Pokemon movie, and you're not it this time, Professor Oak. Yep, it's Delia's time to shine. Maybe maybe someday. So they try to break into uh, the garden house of the mansion, use Flamethrower, they get Cyndaquil and Vulpix doing it. They can't do it. So they... Should they break open? Okay, so they have to figure out a way to get a door to stop closing. Yeah, so they like, do like, it by burning a hole in the door, but the holes would keep resealing, yeah. so they have the water types keep blasting with water to keep the doors open. The hole open. I don't know how that works, but it's, it, it, yeah. I also don't 100% understand what it's up. supposed to be doing. Yeah. I mean, it's a dream world. Whatever. Okay. You know? Yeah. It's also a dream. It's also a world where just Ante strolls up and just is kidnapping people's moms. So... We take a staircase down to a grassy field, or is it up to a grassy field? They go to a grassy field, that's what matters. They try to sneak and, through without being noticed. Yeah, and Molly sees they have Pokemon. 
So she's like, oh my god, they're Pokemon trainers. And I think one of you pointed out during movie night that, that of course they're Pokemon trainers. Like, why are they surprised by this? It's like, whoa, they're Pokemon trainers. Well, yeah, of course they are. Look at them. Yeah, look, look at the way they, they dress. They literally have Pokemon hanging on their shoulders. They, they, they might as well be draped in, 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 in like, Badges flags. and... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like one uh, one Nuzlocke comic I read once, when at the very first uh, time uh, the character gets to Viridian City, the guy in the Pokemon is like, "Hey, you're from Pallet Town, right?" Yeah. And the character is like, "How do you know?" And he has like, "I love Pallet Town" on his hat, his shirt. He has flags <laughs> really sticking funny. out of the backpack. <laughs> yeah. That, that's pretty How good. So Molly meets them in the field, but now she's aged herself up using the, the magic of the unknown, which is because, weird. Yeah, because and she thinks that because, she well, thinks she's also she like smart to... now. Well, at least she, she has like some knowledge of battle. Yeah, or whatever. all of a sudden she comes really like really wise, and Brock is like, "What a cute Pokemon trainer!" Which is kind of like I don't know, I, I can't tell yeah, if it's awkward weird. or not. Yeah, no, it's it's I, I definitely had some some red flags popping off at that point. I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. I was a bit uncomfortable with that mm. one. I mean, he didn't know it was Molly, but we yeah. did. Yeah, I we think, did. I think yeah. he did, actually. <laughs> I think he was... Okay, <laughs> if he did, Brock has a problem. Yeah, let's not pretend that Brock doesn't know what he's doing. He, he knows, he knows exactly, exactly how old the girl is. <laughs> he, knows exactly. he never forgets. Okay, so Brock stays the battler while... Mm. While the rest of the crew runs further up into the the tower, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Brock gets whipped pretty good. Yeah, the fanpeed like completely wrecks the Onyx, which is like one of the funniest images in this movie, where a, fa a little fanpeed doing rollout against the giant Onyx, and Onyx just gets like <laughs> bulldozed out the way. <laughs> I think the implication is that these aren't normal. Yeah, they're not probes. normal. They're like super powered. Yeah. 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 And yeah. she can just she's... use cute ones, but they're hyper powerful. Exactly. She's a hacker. Yeah. She's she's using Ash logic, where she she's using like Froakies and like Squirtles to fight like fully evolved Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yes, uh -huh. you're correct. <laughs> okay, so they keep going up. Delia's storyline keeps going on. She she's looking through Molly's storybook, and Molly explains that her father would read it to her every night. Delia, because you know, is is at this point where Molly figure or Delia thinks about how the family lost a mother or whatever, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. she she looks at the photographs and asks her if she gets lonely, and they have a bit of a scene together. Yeah, development. Molly says she's like everything's cool now because I got a mom and dad, and then we get a nice little transition over to Ash because you know she sees Ash in the what is it, the computer, which is kind of nice. That's a nice little little bit of symmetry there. Bring, brings in the paternal aspect of the, I think that's one of the like the strongest things about this movie is that it brings up that paternal aspect and and, and how or I guess maternal aspect in this instance mm -hmm. and the relationship between parent and child which is yeah. reach, reaching for something more than these movies usually reach for yeah you know it's, you know, it's going for like a little like some nice theming with it yeah. mm -hmm. is that is the next scene where we go into the underwater environment because, oh yeah which is like the best scene in the movie yes yeah yeah. Essentially, Ash is trying like crazy to reach his mother, and uh, the various instances of Molly, because the real Molly is still up in the tower with Delia, mm -hmm. and the adult Molly is like a projection. Yes. And she's essentially trying to, you know, delay Ash somehow. And so, first Brock and then Misty, they offer to be the ones to do a Pokemon battle with grown-up Molly so that Ash can keep going towards his mom. 
Very, very nice little summary there. So, but although, can we also say that Ash keeps forgetting what his objective even is and is like, oh, yeah, I'll battle you, and, and Brock and Missy both have to go each time. No, well, see, you have to keep moving. <laughs> like, this, this is pretty much a very lighthearted version of what used to happen all the time in Saint Seiya. I don't know if any of you <laughs> have seen that anime, but... Mm -hmm. is, it, is it basically just a bunch of... Like, we need, we need less people, you know, like, they, they peel off one at a time to go fight. Wait, is is it kind of like, um, uh, Yu Hakushu, where there would just, there would be just enough for everybody to fight somebody? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty common trope. I mean, you have to give your protagonist something to do, but you have to give everyone something to do, do, so yeah. all the known protagonists have their little moment in the sunlight, and then the big final confrontation can be just between the main guy and the main antagonist. Anime stuff. Anime. Yeah. Uh, Misty has an underwater battle with a Molly projection, and Jamie and Jesse are there, or Jesse and Jamie are there, you know. Can I say Jamie? J James, James and Jesse. Jamie. James and Jesse. I've been working. I've been working with. You're him. very familiar with him if you've known him for a long yeah, time. I guess. Intimate. You're good. <laughs> I, I've been working with the Jamie these hey, past Jamie. few days. So, uh, which I want to say also the music for that uh, for that particular uh, particular scene is actually really good too. Mm -mm. It's it's a nice environment the the underwater one because like yeah you never really think about what it would be like to fight in that. I'd like to yeah, see. Yeah, it's it. cool. The visuals are cool. Like for once you actually see like Pokemon like fighting like in the water, mm -hmm. um, and like like so the music's good, and then like you got Team Rocket in the back cracking jokes. It, it's a good scene. I like it. It's actually kind of yeah. neat because you, you you get this ground battle in the first the first one between um, Brock and Molly, and then mm -hmm. you get a water battle between Misty and Molly, but. You get kind of a weird sky battle at the end as as Charizard's flying around and stuff. Yeah, you got a nice little variation yeah. in there. Yeah, um, neat. neat. Also worth mentioning is um, so like Molly like talks to Misty and Misty's like, "I'm not a bad trainer myself. I'm a gym. I used to be a gym leader, or whatever." And Molly's like, "You don't have to be an adult to be a gym leader." And Entei's like, "You can be whatever you want to be." And so she she ages down, but not back down to her actual age. Like um, like. Like, just, like, a few years older than her, like, probably, like, I don't know, 12 or so. Instead yeah, of like, she, she gets to be around Misty's age, so yeah. she says, okay, so you are old enough to be a gym leader, I'm gonna be your age so I can be a gym leader. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of weird, so you have, like, kind of adult or, like, late teen Molly fighting Brock, and then you have, like, young, like, ten. tween, yeah, 10 to, yeah, like, 10-year-old Molly fighting Misty, and then, like, you have, like, young Molly... So yeah. many, so many variations. So yeah, many. it's a bit confusing at times. Yeah, yeah then, then, <laughs> then you got. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm not gonna go on. <laughs> okay, so Misty battle happens, and then Ash meets up with his mom, and and she's like, "Hey, Ente left a bit ago." Ash explains how Ente took her and everything, and so we'll we'll get to the rest of the movie in a second. We're just gonna take a brief break. Big summer blowout sale, one weekend only, Chatot Audio. One dollar installs, make your bike the envy of all your friends. Speakers, systems, radios, one dollar installs, one weekend only, Chatot Audio. Hey, it's Thatch, and I wanted to let you know how you can improve your Puckle experience. First, you can come to PucklePodcast.com, where we have a chat box and forums where you can talk to many other Pokemon fans who also listen to the show. You can keep up to date on the latest Puckle news by following us on our Twitter, liking our Facebook page, subscribing to our subreddit, and following our Tumblr. 
Don't forget to review us on iTunes, though. It helps us find more people to come and hang out with us, and we can have larger tournaments because of it. And if you're feeling generous, we also have a Patreon, where you can donate in return for some awesome rewards. And as always, thanks for listening and for all the support you give us. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And we're back. So where we, where we left off the story, uh, Misty had uh, just gone to battle Molly underwater. Ash is now up meeting his mom or, you know, made his way to the top of the tower where his, where his mom and Molly are. He's like, hey, mom, let's get out of here. Delia wakes up Molly and is like, hey, I'm not your real mother. I'm Ash's mom. And Molly's not terribly happy about this. Nah. The unknown nah. start to wreak a little bit of havoc in the room and they leave the room. Correct? Yeah, they get uh, Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thrilling. <laughs> Thrilling. Summary. Yes, it, it, um, it's rivet, truly riveting. And then Ente's yeah. like, hey, you gotta leave not only the room, you gotta leave the entire castle. Get out of here. But not you, mama. You gotta stay. Yeah, give me some of that. Give me some, give me some of that. That sweet, sweet mama. So Ente starts to attack Ash, and, and uh, Pikachu's trying to fight off Ente. It's not happening. And the Charizard mm. comes in. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention earlier. Um, oh gosh, who who's in charge of... Who who uh, is Charizard staying with currently? Is okay, is Charla the trainer or the or the female Charizard? I remember Charla was in one of them. Whipscott, do you remember? Oh man, you're kind of putting me on a spot. Hang on, let me see. Charizard. <laughs> I think she was called. Hang on, Charizard Island. What, what? No, I I can't recall that. Let me see. Oh, wait, oh, hang on. Charific, mm. in the, here we go. The, the Charific Valley is located between Violet City and Azalea Town. Really, don't remember that. Uh, Liza and her, and her Charizard, Charla. Okay, so Liza and Ash's Charizard are watching the news, and they see all this crazy stuff going down in Greenfield. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and Charizard is like, whoa, I got to get out of here and go help my boy. So yep. uh, Ente is, you know, he's, he's starting to lay a beat down on, on Ash and his pokes. And then Charizard comes in to save the day. Literally saves Ash from death because he's falling into like a pile of spikes. Yes, and, like, he, 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 swo- in. he swoops in and grabs him, which is pretty yeah. pretty hardcore. Yeah, totally um, Superman. What's that? Superman. It's a Superman Charizard fusion. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Charizard has uh, has a total Superman moment. Very heroic of him. So the battle continues, and Ash keeps hollering about how uh, none of this is real, Molly, and you, you can have real Pokemon if you. If you leave and, you know, get rid of this crazy terror force that's going to destroy us all. Um, <laughs> and Ente and, Ente starts to defeat Charizard and he gets him to, a, you know, position on the ground. And he steps on him and he's about to kill him. And then Molly's like, stop. I want the oh, real man. thing. You just keep the one useful thing Did Team I... Rockets manages to do in this movie. Okay, what is... <laughs> explain... Whimsicott, you get to explain what Team Rocket does here. Uh, yeah, so the second time Ash is about to fall to his death, his friends managed to grab him, and Team Rocket managed to grab his friends to prevent everyone from falling to their deaths. Mm. And they actually get a pretty good line, because Ash is like, Oh, wait, Team Rocket, you saved me too? But you're the bad guys. And Team Rocket is like, yeah, but if something happens to you, we're out of a job. Yeah, like, and they even <laughs> say, like, we're out of show business, implying, like, not yeah. that they can't, not that they're not going to be able to steal, <laughs> as in, like, they won't be on the movies anymore because they are yeah. completely relevant to his plot. Only. They, exactly. they can't go to 
go through one movie without breaking the fourth wall or acknowledging <laughs> yeah. that they're in a narrative in some way. <laughs> they are so awesome. Oh, it was either early. I think it was even earlier than this. They, they're like, I hope we get a bigger role in the next movie. Like, they're yep. even, like, taking jabs at themselves for not being in the movie very much. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, you were at the point where Entei is about to destroy Charizard. Okay, Entei's about to kill Charizard, and then Molly's like, hey, stop, don't kill Charizard. I think that's the actual dialogue in the movie. No, no, no more, Papa. No <laughs> Might more. Might be. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, she, no she, uh, it's not bad. She's, yeah, she, she's always like, no more, no more, Papa. And, and he's like, that is what you were. Unknown don't like that Molly and Entei are, you know, going to be peaceful now. Mm-hmm. And they start to, it, there are a lot of crystals that start to form and, and you know, they're going to stab people and danger yeah. ensues. Bad time. The unknown apparently have lost control of their psychic energy, whatever that means. I think I think it's like a computer where you try to input several opposing things at once. Like Molly wanted like a crystal palace with a mama and a papa, and then she wanted Pokemon, and then she wanted them to be older, but not so much older. And now she wants the fighting to actually stop, and she wants to leave. And the unknown have no idea what's going on anymore, and they're hive mind is like completely on the fritz and does not bad compute. things does yeah not but compute. it's like the deathly version of a blue screen of death mm-hmm. that, that's a pretty decent it's explanation actually, actually. You know, it makes yeah. a lot of sense a blue screen of death but with more death okay more, more death unknown start freaking out and they're like hey we gotta evacuate and then ash is Ash, being the person he is, does not want to evacuate. He instead wants to go stop the unknown from freaking out. They go back into the Crystal Palace, am I right? They go to the hall that has the unknown in it, and they try to destroy the... the there's, there's a force field around the unknown stopping them from getting into it. Yeah. Uh, and they try to destroy that, and they can't. And then Entei's like, hey, Molly. Entei's like, I've been happy being your father, and if you believe in me, there's nothing I can't do. Or something to that effect. Yeah, he's like, I, I was born of your mind, blah, 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 blah. If you believe in me, there's literally nothing I, can do, I can't I can do. So Molly believes in him, and then he uses fl- flamethrower to break through, break through the barrier, and he destroys the unknown, am I right? He, 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 he uses flamethrower yeah, on them. Yeah, yeah uh, he essentially sends them back to their dimension, I think. Mm-hmm, yeah, they go back to the to the like little palace pyramid thing where they like were found originally. And because he was made from their magic, he can't exist in the world without them. So he yeah. starts to yeah. fade away. Uh, Essentially, yes. The unknown return to where they came from. Like the, they went, they go back to the ruins, and then they go back to their dimension, and they return Professor Hale. He and everything's okay. Greenfield is saved. Professor Hale is saved. Yeah, Molly everything saved. goes back to normal, and we won't see a crystal flower anymore until Generation Six. Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, which is a shame because there needs to be crystal flowers more. There should be a forest of crystal in like a game. Ooh, that'd be, that'd be cool. cool. Yeah. I w- I would. Man, I th- that must exist somewhere. There should be in in a Pokemon game a crystallized forest that has both grass types and rock types in it. Oh, you know I, I mean? like that. That'd, that'd be cool. Yeah. Or, or fairy types, you know. I well, fairy types would be a must. You you can have that for free, Pokemon. Go ahead. Take it, it's yours. <laughs> Put it in there somewhere. Okay, hold So on. yeah, everything is back to normal. Greenfield is back to its original natural beauty. And everyone who had to run away from the Pokemon Center and the rest of the town is free to come back. Yeah, everything's cool. 
basically it's all it's, fine now. And and Ash is is like, hey, thanks, mom, whatever. Didn't Pokemon happens? What happens is the story gets revolved, and then they Resolve. they head back out on the road. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. Team Rocket stays in the mansion for a little while because you know there's police around and. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that one thing that is nice is that during the credit sequence, like the you know the yeah. end credits, there's more animation and, and it's of Professor Hale being with Molly and then his wife comes back somehow. Yeah, yeah. What happened to? Yeah, they never explain what happens to his wife and then she shows up in the credits. I was really confused because because I thought she was dead. Yeah, um, me too. It's really confusing and apparently the story differs in the Japanese and the dub, really? but it's still confusing either yeah. way. Well, yeah, they never outright say what happened to her. It's just kind of implied that she's just gone because like she has like a picture of of like her dad with with her and her mom, and then she cries over it. But like they never say anything about the mom. Maybe yeah, she's working I, I, somewhere else and she's got to be gone for a while. No, no, Maybe. no, no. Uh, the Japanese version just vaguely implies that she's sick somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the English version implies that she also disappeared while studying unknowns, which was what prompted her husband to become obsessed with them and do uh, more research on them. That makes sense. And apparently, apparently oh. the original uh, screenwriter for this movie did not agree with this at all. Takeshi Shudo wrote the first three Pokemon movies, and then, because of poor health and because of, um, you know, conflicts in decision-making, like this one, uh, decided to step away from writing the Pokemon movies. And apparently, his original story did not have uh, Molly's mother returning at the end. Mm -hmm. And he did not agree with this because apparently in his screenplay, the original one, the mother was just gone, dead. And he said... You did not understand. If I had a mother that was alive somewhere, I would not be kidnapping someone else's mom to be my mom. Exactly. You know, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Molly would have wished for her mother to be healthy or to be back. She would not have wanted a new mother. That makes sense. I I, I can understand. That's a lot of integrity to to leave the Pokemon franchise. That's, That's pretty, like... Well, I mean, he apparently had health issues as well, but, you know, creative differences happen. It's, and, it's interesting uh, to think that they still happen on that level. Yeah. Like, you know, like, in, in the multi-million dollar franchise, you still have people like, hey, this isn't my vision. It, it mean, goes to show that, that he has an investment in it. Yeah, it, it's kind of nice, but, I mean, I guess people who get to work at that level have a very strong sense of what they want and of the importance of what they Mm -hmm. want as well. So it's kind of, I mean, I'd expect to see that happening on every level of story making, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's just, you know, sometimes these movies get pigeonholed as being um, just, you know, cheap cash-ins or whatever, but when you you have a creative who's that invested, there's something there. I get what you mean now. Yeah, it's nice to know that the people who do these movies care about the movie and what the movie says. What do you? How do you guys feel about the actual movie itself? What, what do you? What do you? What do you? Uh, what do you? What do you think? What's it got? I like it. I think it has a rather poetic quality to it, which is probably due to the the way like the dream world lets everyone kind of run wild with their imagination mostly on the visual side but not only i like it i think the storyline is a bit confusing 
I think, you know, they... If this had not been a Pokemon movie, a movie for, just for kids, mostly, there was so much potential in a storyline like this. And, of course, they could not fully tap into it. But it would have been nice to see something as well made as this movie with this quality of design and animation take on, like, a more profound interpretation of this. This is a kid's dream world with magical creatures that can do absolutely anything. But I still very much enjoyed it as a Pokemon movie. I'd give it a seven and a half out of ten. It's pretty good. I, I, I have to... I, I personally feel from, like, the fantastical aspects of this movie, it, 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 it is a bit, you know, whimsical, but there there's a certain coherency and, like, cohesiveness to the to the style of storytelling in this movie. Like, it's really consistent. There is this kind of fairy tale aspect of it. You know how she's, she's always reading the fairy tale book, but it, mm-hmm. it even kind of carries over into the narrative itself, um, which I think is nice. There's a nice dreamlike haze that makes sense. Yeah. You know, there's chivalry and stuff. Not not literal, literal chivalry, you know what I mean? Like, in yeah. in the way that Entei is, like, the way he, he's personified is kind of knight-like, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's got yes. honor and stuff. How, what do you feel, Scissor Kick? I, I, I like it. Uh, specifically, like Fluffy said, I, I really like the animation and all that. It's, it's a very nice-looking movie, um, especially some of, like, the static art looks really good. I really, really dislike how the beginning of the movie develops. Like, I think, like, how the plot like develops for like the first I don't know 20 30 minutes is just eye-rollingly like poorly written in just the sense that um I, I hate how quickly it like it picks up with like the unknown like kidnapping her Molly's father and her kind of being locked up like I feel like I would have enjoyed it a lot more in the beginning if they would have kind of spent a bit more time with Molly and her father I, I get that 100 percent mm-hmm. but, it, but it then again we movie. do have to get to Exactly, our protagonist like, as fast as possible. Exactly, I can see that as a kids' movie, and they have to like, man, you know, they, it's all about like attention span and all that. Like, they have to kind of get to the meat of the movie. Um, but this movie's still an hour and thirty minutes long, and mm-hmm. for having that long of a runtime, it feels a little bit hollow. Like, it's yeah, that's that's what features are. Like, like full features mm-hmm. are an hour and a half long. Exactly. And mm-hmm. If you're not bringing like you know full features worth of narrative. It mm-hmm. start to it starts to fall apart. Yeah, and then there's just like con- some conveniences. Like it's kind of weird how like it also it may be a problem with like the dubbing, like with like kind of like changes in languages and all that kind of stuff. Once they actually like transcribe it over here, mm-hmm. like it's kind of weird how she just happens to kind of play with the unknown pieces, uh, kind of unprompted and just kind of yeah, just kid, but I guess actually that's not really so much a problem. It's just kind of weird how everything happens so fast. The the beginning of the movie is so you know it it is so packed but like the middle the middle part of the movie feels so mm-hmm. like you know loose and it doesn't exactly it, there's not the same urgency or if you're gonna do it the if you're going to open the way this movie opens you mm-hmm. need to be at that like speed throughout the entire movie otherwise it just kind of like it just feels weird felt yeah, really rushed it hits like almost, mm-hmm. it, it almost feels like padding near the end when they all of a sudden like they take like 15 10 15 minutes to like to fight the unknown themselves where like once they have kind of like the ente plot resolved more mm-hmm. or less uh, yeah, which yeah. i feel like they could have spent a little less time on that and more time in the beginning but uh or like know, I, had them happening at the same time you know and it's like it's not exactly yeah you you could have a like a storyline where Ash is, is fighting Entei, but at the same time Ollie's like having an, her own internal struggle against the unknown mm-hmm. and then 
we don't have to have that, you know, 20 minutes mm-hmm. at the end of that fight. You can just get straight into, like, resolution, wrap up the narrative. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, aside from my problems with, like, the plot itself, I actually really enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed it. Like, I still have, like, some nostalgia for it. Um, it's technically pretty nice. Like, it's, it's yeah. a decent-looking movie. The, it's the, good, the art, yeah, I the like art is nice. I like watching it. I like seeing, like, Jin 2, like, done in, like, pretty good art style. You know what I mean? Like, I enjoy seeing, like, these, specifically these Pokemon, like, from Gen 2 because that's just my favorite Gen. You know, represented in the, like in this way. I, I personally uh, feel the the this yeah. is like the best that the animes looked from like a stylistic yeah. standpoint. Like it's not Absolutely. too the the hyper modern mm-hmm. glossy like slick cheap looking yeah anime. It it, it is it still it's has older, but it still has like it still has it's it's older, but it still has like the budget behind it where it looks like nice and fluid and it's all that. It's got that texture. It's got that. Yeah, da- it, it does. It looks like it looks like that that era. You know, it's nice. Mm-hmm. And also, the, yeah. And the art design is really good too. Like especially when you take in like uh, you know like the crystals, like you know formations and all that are really cool looking. Like like we were talking about earlier, like the battles between like Molly and Misty and like the different settings they put those those fights in are like really good looking. Um, and so I enjoy that. Um, the, the intro captures this. I mean, like the 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 intro of Ash and Co. To like you know they they meet up with that girl. Um, yeah, yeah, that captures the never ending adventure kind of thing that they get in these mm-hmm. movies. Like that that. That's a cool place that I want to be at, you know. Yeah. And that, mm-hmm. that's something these movies really get is, it's in the first movie, it's in Pokemon the movie two thousand. Like these are fun locations and they're nice to look at, nice eye candy, and you're like, yeah. that you know, generally pleasant, pleasant looking look, pleasant looking places. The place I want to visit without you know magic yeah. crystals. There's there's uh, parasail or not parasails, like, you know they're 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 eating picnics out on in this beautiful town. It's nice. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said, this has probably like one of my favorite opening themes for many of the movies. Absolutely. Uh, and that, that's, a, that's a bonus point there. Bump yeah, that at one point. point in my book just for that yeah, alone. Exactly. Um, and, that, and like all the battles are good too. So, you know, I, if I'm being objective, I'd probably give it like, uh, I give it like 6.5 or 7, you know, you know, mm-hmm. ignoring some of the plot problems and yeah. just saying it's it's a fun it's a fun watch just because the animation and some of the set pieces like I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I'd say it's it's one of the stronger of the films. I know we've said this mm-hmm. for all of them so far, but I'd say this is stronger than than both the previous two movies. Yeah, there's a, there's like a significant mm-hmm. dive it will dive in like the after after this one I'd say. I, I'd say this is at least on par with 2000 and maybe superior to the first movie in some ways. I don't. It, the, the first three movies are really hard to, to place uh, in my mind because they, I would they, say there's different issues with each of them. It's weird because, like, I think the first movie is still, no matter what, overall stronger than these two because it's a little bit... I like the simplicity of the plot overall mm-hmm. and, like, kind of just gives you room to, like, have it be about Mewtwo's struggle, basically. There's something like, a little bit yeah. gross about the first movie to me, though. Like, there's something about it that's kind of off-putting mm-hmm. in, in that, like... I, I don't know. It, it doesn't really feel super Pokemon e. Mm-hmm. It feels different. It does. I but that. that, that's beside the point. I, I, I think the, the the long and the short of it is, is movie three. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. It's solid. Yeah. You're not gonna regret yeah. watching it if you're if you haven't seen it. But I, I hope you would have seen it if you listened to all of our narrative. Yeah, to have spoiled the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and this is definitely believe me. This is not the way to experience this narrative. My my choppy <laughs> explanation of what happens in the movie. But, yeah, it's decent. Decent little movie. Yeah, so that's basically all I have to say. Anything you guys got left to, to wrap up? or? I, I think about, you know, covered all my major thoughts about this film. Yeah. All right, and what has it got? I don't think having, I have anything else to say. I think you're probably right. A good portion of my good vote was for the visuals, which mm-hmm. I found absolutely lovely. But I still think, you know, it's a solid movie. 
All right, awesome. Um, yeah, th so thank you for listening today. Uh, if you have any emails, like, tell, tell me your, your opinion on these movies. Send it to the uh, the Puckle Podcast email, which is pucklepodcast at gmail.com. In, in the subject line, write Puckle Movie Club. Tell me tell me what you think. Tell me what you think about any of the first three movies. Uh, we're going to be watching the fourth movie next time, Pokemon Forever. So tell me what you think of that. And other than that, uh, thank you for listening. I've been Ethan. I am the fluckiest whimsicott. And I am Susan Live from Lambert Town, we've been Muckle Puckle Movie Club. Thank you. Thank you very much. Perfect ending. Killed it. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.